Love this podcast? Support this show through the supporter feature from Acast. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Okay, we are rolling. Thanks for checking out the channel and this video in particular. If you haven't subscribed yet, hit the subscribe button, the notification button, and you will be notified every time a new video comes out. And, uh... Thanks for the love. I'm not used to it, and uh, it's pretty cool. So we appreciate we the me and the frog in my pocket. A um, couple videos out lately. You can see my conversation with Bella Morales. Uh, she's the 11 year old from Central Community Church that uh, performed in the story of Christmas. She was a great conversation and Benjamin and her brother came on at the very end of it and you can see that. Ben Wilby came on with me not long ago. We had a great conversation. He's a rock and roller from Bristol, London, England. Spent some time in Afghanistan in a Afghanistan in a um, military school, U.S. military school because it was one of the only English speaking schools in Afghanistan when he moved there as a uh, I don't know, twelve year old, something like that. So it is only audio, and I prefer the audio. <laughs> you know how I feel about looking at myself on video, and it's not very good. Also, Dave Bilsma, he is the mayor of West Lincoln, and he is also the chair of the Niagara Peninsula Conservation Authority, the NPCA. He is the chair, and he's been targeted by a group called. For our kids, Niagara, and they want him to step down as chair of the NPCA because he, well, he's a pro-lifer. He belongs to the uh, Christian Heritage Party. He's run uh, several elections, and he's the national president of the Christian Heritage Party because they're pro-life and for no other reason, I think, because there's no other pro-life parties out there. He's a center-right conservative, I would call him, and they've asked that he should resign from the NPCA. So I had a, about an hour conversation with Mayor Bilsma, uh, Dave Bilsma, the mayor of West Lincoln. It is on the channel as well for you hyper-local people that are concerned with local politics. I thought it was a pretty good conversation, but I gotta, I gotta, I gotta do something about my hateful, my hateful nature. I gotta stop carving on people that I think are doing a crappy job. You'll also find Don Cherry's Grapevine. Glad to help get the word out and his message out. Uh, it's certainly helping. You guys have been listening to the shows quite a lot, and I appreciate that, and hopefully he does as well. We all know that Grapes coach Don Cherry was fired from uh, Sportsnet for uh, saying basically that everyone should wear a poppy but the way he said it was you people come here for our milk and honey at least you could do is buy a two dollar poppy or spend a couple bucks on a poppy now the way he said it is you people and everyone thought that he meant immigrants you might want to make that assumption i'm not sure that that's what he meant and we all know with them when the red lights on and you've got uh you know 
bumpers to hit or commercials to hit and the pressure's on that not everything comes out the way we want it to so i would cut grapes some slack i don't think he's a racist but because he has been fired from Sportsnet, now he has his own podcast that his son Tim Cherry and his daughter Cindy Cherry are helping out with. And so we've posted that up there as well for your dining and dancing pleasure. Uh, we also did a video. We, I did a video the other day just talking about Trump. Uh, Thursdays at 7 p.m. EST. We will come live. We. I don't know. What is it with we? Uh, it's always been we. I use we in the figurative sense. The Jim Fannin Show will come live to you 7 p.m. every Thursday uh, before Crowder at 8 and before Gavin McInnes at 9. But my last video was uh, w with Ben Wilby. And then the video before that, the Thursday before, was me just basically in a monologue. So we were talking about uh, Trump how he entertains me, how I think he's playing 4D chess with some of these uh, nincompoops, how he's got the, the social uh, social media and the mainstream media basically eating out of his hands and how much I, uh, man, he's entertaining, if nothing else. So look for those on uh, YouTube and uh, on Pippa if you're just looking to get the... Um, Audio Pippa is my uh, provider. They're my host. And uh, thanks for all the likes and the love and that kind of stuff. So I just want to get on here and get some more content for you people. I come out here with questions. I really, I don't claim to know it all. I come here because I don't know it all actually. And I'm putting it out there. Now I have opinions that are justified and in fact and reason I, I, I want to believe. But a lot of the times, I don't know. And I only started looking at American politics recently, since Trump was elected. Now, when Trump, before Trump was elected, I made a deal with myself that I would not waste any hate on him. I wouldn't transfer any of my existing hate from where it was to him, and I wouldn't generate any new hate for him. So I've given him some room, and I've been pleasantly surprised. He's growing on me, for sure. I think he's uh, sometimes a little bit of a buffoon and probably you know, is further out on the scale uh, than most of us maybe in the narcissistic personality disorder department, but uh, he's not stupid. And I don't believe he's a racist. I don't believe he hates women. But man, I went to my doctor the other day and he wanted to have a four-hour conversation about Trump and how he's horrible for uh, everything. And uh, the Trump derangement syndrome runs deep. I don't understand it all that much, but there's actually people like Bill Maher that want him to fail, want the economy to fail, want everyone to be out of work and want the dollar to go for a crap because they want to be able to point to Trump as the problem. It's all Trump's fault. Jagmeet Singh. Jagmeet Singh? Jagmeet Singh. Uh, it's spelled Jagmeet, but I've heard it mostly said jug meat and buddy the other day on twitter i don't know who it was the one bald pirate said uh jughead <laughs> i don't know why that hit me so hilariously but uh he came out the other day and said what an unspeakable tragedy obviously that this downing of the U ukrainian flight that was downed by iran and many people want to blame it on trump because trump sent in a hit squad to take out a, a terrorist basically, who's now being um, held up by the left as 
a hero. I don't know. Uh, this guy was deadly, and uh, he was a monster. And funny how when Obama took out uh, Osama bin Laden, we cheered. Uh, we celebrated. But Trump takes out a guy that was equally, if not more, destructive and hateful and murderous and genocidal than Osama bin Laden was. And we say, you know, he's starting war and you know, how dare you. And this guy, you know, I see the left wing media putting up videos of, of this guy's funeral. I don't even want to say his name. But Jagmeet Singh came out the other day and said the shifting stories about how the plane was down. The shifting stories. Mr. Singh, I don't know what news you're watching, but pretty much all the stories that I've seen have been pretty bang on. Iran did it. Iran. Iran did it. And I think there was some uh, Canadian intelligence and U.S. intelligence, maybe even Iraqi intelligence that said, yes, they had... uh, reset their uh, surface-to-air missiles uh, around uh, certain targets uh, because of the escalation of the war rhetoric. And because they had done that, they mistakenly targeted a passenger plane, a commercial flight, and downed it with uh, hundreds of people, uh, over 100 people on it. Sixty-some-odd people were Canadian, another 100 uh, Iranians, I believe. But uh, Mr. Singh, I don't understand why you people on the left want to just keep stirring the pot. I guess we all stir the pot to a certain extent. But the shifting stories about how the plane was downed, I don't get it. What stories are being shifted? How is this narrative hardly even changed from what we came out with in the very beginning? I have no idea. No idea. And many of you yesterday may have been woken up by a mass text that said that there was a nuclear accident at the Pickering Nuclear Station and to be aware. And then hours later, it came back saying, there's no concern. No, there's no problem here. That warning was sent out by mistake. Not sure exactly how a warning goes out by mistake, but many people are are pissed off by getting woken up in the middle of the night by these uh, amber alerts of missing children that usually are found within hours and not because they, they went out on an alert. But... I, I tweeted yesterday that now Ontario just got themselves a mass meditation on a, on what it would look like to be running from a nuclear disaster. In other words, we're all thinking about it all the time uh, now or yesterday or recently because of this. We're all our brains and our our, uh, our thought power and our meditation and even our prayers, I think, are based around something like this. So. Geez, I wonder what that's like when you get a whole group of people in a certain area all thinking about the same way, uh, the same thing. I don't know. Uh, I saw an article on WebMD the other day, but there was a new study that came out that said obesity rates may contribute to climate change. In fact, if you're fat, you are not um, doing anything but being more of a burden on society and our climate. And our fight to change the climate has you to thank fat people stop being fat stop overeating stop driving your fat ass around <laughs> uh you know there, i have little time for people that are fat i've been there before i was 250 pounds i was not a good looking man at that point i was a little bit heavy i'm down to about 210 now um there's no there's no excuse for being fat we know how to get thin we know how to lose weight. 
cut back on the calories and get some exercise. So <laughs> there's no grace for you. You're not big boned. You don't have a thyroid issue. No, you're lazy and you eat too much and you don't get enough exercise. So get off your fat fucking asses. Oops. And get out there and get some exercise. We always knew that uh, people that were, you know, I don't know. Hey, I don't want to be a body shamer, but you can't tell me that when you look at somebody where that it's just hanging and there's just their legs and their arms and their head and their body is so big that you can't even understand how someone that big can get around or sit on a toilet or do you're a freak we look at you like a freak we're not looking at you and going oh you're beautiful this this idea that no we don't want to body shame people but we also don't want them to think that they're healthy and that they're not going to be a burden on society and that they're going to have any expectancy as far as life goes for their children you're cutting your life short now we all do things to cut our life short we drink too much we smoke too much we drive cars we do dangerous jobs all that kind of stuff but i don't feel sorry for people that are fat so if you're fat you only have one person to blame and that is you you know how to get off the junk get off the junk there was a video the other day with iranians taking down the posters of this madman that the states went in and killed and they had masks on uh i don't know if they're uh they look like surgical masks but uh, in comparison to antifa who wear the black mask to hide their face so they can't be arrested and then do violence these people actually were wearing masks because their government will come and shoot them and kill them for tearing down photos of the Iranian leader that was killed, and I don't want to say his name, so I can stay on the platform. Gwyneth Paltrow made the news. Her goop shop is selling a scented candle called Smells Like My Vagina. Not my vagina, Gwyneth Paltrow's vagina. Now, I hope that this is an actual troll. I hope that this isn't something that she actually thinks is saleable, something that people will buy. I don't know. Maybe there's a lot of men. We joked the other day. Somebody said, how many did you buy? I didn't respond to the tweet yet, but my answer for the tweet, how many did I buy? I'm going to start with five. I'm going to see if I can milk them up. Milk them probably isn't a great term. I'm going to flip them. I'm going to buy them for whatever price they want. And this is a little bit of a bit joke. See if I can mark them up by 500% and make some money off of it. If I've, if I've marked them, marked them up by 1,000% or something like that and I'm successful at selling them, then maybe I'll keep doing it and get some more and buy some more. So Gwyneth Paltrow headed all, all over the Goop Shop. The Goop Shop. What a horrible name for a place that you want to sell your vagina-scented personal candle. Ouch. This was in people.com. I texted it out. People.com did an article on it, and I don't want to read it. I didn't read it. DLTL or DRTL did not read too long. Katie Simpson, she is with the CBC, said the other day that the U.S. should have warned Canada of the plan to kill the Iranian general. Are you crazy, Katie? What a horrible take. I don't, I don't carve just for the sake of carving i don't know how i a supposedly unbiased 
a reporter for the CBC, the left-wing CBC that's state-sponsored and state-funded by Canada, could have a more brutal take. Do you really think that the leader of the most powerful nation on the planet, the United States of America, when they have war plans, that they should share that with Canada, that they should share that with the Democratic Senate or the Congress or anyone else? at all and that it won't be leaked i think that if you're going to plan an attack on someone your element of surprise is very important so katie simpson i don't get it i just quote tweeted you and said what a horrible take i don't want to talk about anything other than the fact that this take sucks and no we don't need a more thorough explanation as to why the trump administration made the move no we don't (laughs) wow uh, Gavin McInnes has been an absolute howl. I love this man. He is one of the funniest people on the planet right now. He did, and I tweeted this out, a little video. I will tweet little clips of video, although I did put the full his full speech up at the, the uh, Ma- uh, Metropolitan Republican Club uh, where he spoke a couple years ago just before Antifa went to the streets and committed uh, huge violence. He was talking about a... D- Man, how they make these penises for women that want to be men. They cut a big thing out of your arm here, and then they cut a big patch out of your leg, and then they mold the the nerve endings that used to be your clitoris and whatever, and they make a meat burrito out of it and reattach it. I, I don't know how it functions. All I know is I pray for these people, man. Can you imagine growing up and looking down at your genitalia and saying, no, I really feel like I should be the opposite sex. I can't imagine it. But in some cases, because so many of these people desist, I can't believe that we're letting young children before the age of puberty take puberty blockers and decide what sex they want to be. Can we please, please just let our kids grow up naturally, go through puberty, then as an adult, when you're old enough to get your own tattoo or vote or enlist in the army or have a drink, then when you're an adult, if you want to be the other sex, I have no problem, even if the state pays for it. I really, I mean, I don't care what sex you want to be, but please don't tell us that you're changing your sex. Maybe on the outside you are, but every other cell in your body will be coded for what you were born. I'm sorry. I'm not hateful. I'm kind of hateful, but I'm not homophobic. I'm not transphobic. I love my people. I don't care what color or religion or whatever. Yeah, I have less tolerance for some of them than than I do for others. But this was a horrific video where he actually showed a picture of the guy, actually girl, changing to man in the nude with his schlong and the pieces cut off his body that were skin graft to make this meat burrito, for lack of a better term wow wow Uh, i i don't understand it i never i never think that i will but it it, it's strange times right now ilhan omar who has seemingly made many statements and tweets that seem to be anti-semitic seems like she doesn't have any time for the jews she supports this bds movement um came out the other day and says that she claims to be stricken by PTSD. Every time she hears conversations around war, she feels like she is stricken with P- 
PTSD. I can't imagine what PTSD feels like. I know that it's crippling. Many veterans that were standing beside their buddy before they were exploded with a bomb or a bullet know what this is. They come back with it. You can't see your friends being slaughtered in cold blood right beside you and you surviving without wondering why you're still here and suffering some guilt over it. So Ilhan Omar, don't self-diagnose yourself. I know, I know, I know. You, You are from a country, Somalia, where you spent years in a... A prison camp I don't know for lack of a better term a refugee camp where it probably wasn't all that great you made it out I'm sure you've seen lots of things that you probably didn't want to see and that many of us wish you hadn't and wish that we never see I don't know your history I don't just look at you and say, if this is a woman that suffers from PTSD, then I hope everyone has PTSD because this is not what PTSD looks and sounds like. And if you've been to a doctor and you've been diagnosed and you have good reason for it, great. Otherwise, quit virtue signaling. Quit looking for sympathy. You're not suffering from PTSD. But that video that I posted has 4.7 mils. Uh, Jim Banks uh, posted it. And it's troubling. It's troubling to see her you know, with this smirk on her face talking about how orange man bad, everything Republican is bad, everything about the states is bad. Like, You know what I hate about the left? These people bring nothing but problems, 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 problems. Would you, can anyone you know, bring a solution? Anything that looks like a solution will be great. And the solution can't be get Trump out because Trump's going to win another term. And if you're not careful, Donald Trump Jr. will have two terms, too. I hear he's polling very well. Oh, wow. You know, these verbal tics and, you know, I've got a certain amount of them of myself, I'm sure. But this and Tim Pool, I listen to him a lot. He, He has many of them. But I feel like for a guy that's putting out an hour and a half or two hours of content every day, you can't be so worried about getting every word right and editing everything out. And no, I don't do videos that have jump takes. They're edited to be perfect where they clip, 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 clip. I tend to do full conversations, let the conversation roll. This is how it comes out. And I want you to be able to see it, not to clip, 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 clip. And I don't look around like... What's the post? What's the Aaron Chen? What's her name? Chen? Lauren Chen? What, what What are you looking at that's off camera all the time, Lauren? It's ridiculous. Stop rolling your eyes. Look at the camera. If you don't want to look at the camera, look down. You don't need to be looking at the camera the whole time. But I heard an interview the other day on my local radio station, and I'm like, you know what I'm like? I'm, I'm like, I'm just sitting there, and I'm like, I'm sitting there listening to them saying I like it, and then I'm just saying, you know, it's really like, you know, I'm, I'm kind of like I'm really upset by it because I don't know why, but I think like, you know how I'm like perfect and, and no one else is perfect, but, you, you know, everyone else is like, you know, why do you got to be so critical? And like I'm like when they say, well, what do you have to be like so like um, critical? I'm like I'm sitting there and I'm like I'm and they're like and 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 my mother's like and everyone's like stop it, it's not fucking twelve year old. You're not mean girl. Please 
stop with the I'm like and I am like I know right please stop it it's horrible it sounds like hell and if you're doing a radio show we shouldn't be able to count 200 and I'm likes an hour please stop I'm begging stop with the verbal ticks or get the hell off the radio man Ricky Gervais broke Hollywood and he broke my YouTube channel my youtube channel has been doing pretty well lately uh i've only been recently monetized over the last few weeks it's a blessing i i've been working on this youtube channel for years 10 years a decade and i've really never put a whole lot of uh effort into it the last couple years yes i have been doing the last few years doing some more jim fannin shows where i talk to um politicians like Dave Bilsma that was on the other day, Mayor Dave Bilsma from West Lincoln and uh, MPC chair. Uh, we had Ben Wilby on the other day, who's a good friend of mine, a lefty, and we snipe on Twitter all the time, social media. He takes shots at me, and I can feel my rage burning when he does it. Because nobody wants to be attacked. We all want to be lo- loved. But I had Ben Wilby on the other day. So I've been working on the YouTube channel. I was stuck at 200 subs for a long time. And then Don Cherry goes on Tucker Carlson's show, I ripped, I steal the footage. Now, it's not my footage, and YouTube knows this, so I can't monetize that particular interview. But that interview, uh, Grapes went on with Tucker Carlson, and he spoke about his firing from uh, Sportsnet, and I thought it was great. And I just did it as a last-minute thing. I was really tired. I was just going to bed. I thought, here, I'll, I'll just clip this thing. You got, I, all I do is record, screen record on my iPhone and then upload it. So immediately I get a copyright, not a takedown notice, but the, the fact that... You, Fox is putting their commercials on my video and they're getting the revenue for it. So any traffic that I get is not monetized towards me. It's monetized towards them. That's how it works. Excuse me. But I had the video go. It didn't go for me. It went viral, but it got 10,000 views overnight or something like that. So I woke up in the morning. I'm like, what the hell? This is a third of my highest ranking video. My, my video with the most views at the time, was again another piece that I had stole from the JRE from the Joe Rogan program when uh, Mike Tyson was on. I think Mike Tyson is just a, a just a beautiful second chance story. And the way he was talking about his son when his son said, "Listen, I want can I fight, Dad? Can, can I box?" and and he went, "What are you crazy?" and he laughed right in his face. And it was just really cute the way Mike Tyson came off with on the JRE. So I clipped that one. So that was my number one. Uh, my most viewed video at that time was 27,000. Unbelievable that this thing blew up. Then we start. I started posting uh, not for grapes, for myself, for grapes, I guess, too. Here's a guy that's been 35 years or more on air on CBC and Sportsnet doing the Coach's Corner. He gets fired for saying, you know what, buy some poppies, have some respect. And then because he, he doesn't have any work and the people really want to hear from him, he started a podcast. So I started clipping the podcast, putting it up. That's content that's not copyrighted, and that blew up. The first one blew up. Then when Mike um, Babcock was fired from the Leafs, he did like a special one. I clipped that. I put it up, and, and wow, it just took off. Now, I was never monetized at that time, but then the subs started coming in. The subs, uh, the subs well, have been going up all year. Uh, slowly, but I was pretty much stuck at 229. And then I looked down one day and I had 569. I'm like, my subs almost doubled in one day and then tripled and then quadrupled. And now I'm just over 3,000. Well, I'm just, I'm coming up on, uh, I'm over 3,300 subs. So that's cool. 
uh, I really appreciate the love. Uh, I was never in a position where I ever thought I would make any money off this, but I just cashed my first YouTube check. It was a small one. But if things keep going like they have been going, thank you, Ricky Gervais. He broke Hollywood, and then he broke my YouTube channel. And actually, I'm making some money off just little clips of him doing a monologue, There's some comedy, taking some shots, making some jokes. Um, I, I, I'm trying to get it. I don't know how to make it work. I don't know how to make significant coin on this YouTube channel. I'm playing around with it. So what did I do? I thought it was cute. There was, a, I, you know, a Brad Pitt was on the Golden Globes and he was doing his acceptance speech. I'm like, geez, I wonder if they'll pan to Jennifer Aniston. There's Jennifer looking like this. She had her, and she, her mouth is open. And she just had so much love in her eyes. And I, I thought, well, this is this is funny. And I, I was tired. I was on my way to bed. One of my most successful videos are done when I'm this. I'm walking to bed. I'm like, okay, I'll just pat I'll just... I'll just clip this out and put it up and see what it does. So I clipped it, I uploaded it, and it was 27-second minute. And I know I was ready for bed because I can hear my de my humidifier. Uh, I run a humidifier beside my bed in the winter because it gets so dry. And I could hear it running, and the, and the video was absolutely horrible. It was on a tripod, so it was steady, but, you know, the it was grainy because I was filming the TV. And I put it up, and boom, it exploded. It exploded. Everyone wanted to see how Jennifer Aniston was looking at Brad Pitt when he was on the uh, on the stage behind the lectern. It's a lectern, not a podium. You stand on a podium to get a, a medal. You stand behind a lectern when you're giving a speech. I don't think they're interchangeable. Lectern, podium, get it right. So he was behind the lectern giving his speech, and this look, and I don't know if it's clickbait. That's all it was, was her look. That's why I posted it up there. Anyways, it blew up. 30,000, 40,000, 50,000, 60. What? So because I'm learning on the fly here, I'm like, okay, well, if they like the Golden Globe stuff, how about Ricky Gervais? The little joke about Bird Box. When Sandra Bullock, when he introduces Sandra Bullock and Sandra Bullock comes up and she was not having it. She was some pissed off that he took a shot at her by saying something about... You know, Bird Box is a movie where you pretend to see nothing to stay alive and kind of like working for Harvey Weinstein. Now, that is a funny joke. She did not think it was funny. Thank you, Ricky Gervais. Thank you, Hollywood. Thank you, Golden Globes, because what I managed to steal from you here and there, little clips, some had to be modified to beat the co the copyright cops, speed them up. Zoom it in, whatever. You have to modify the video so that it doesn't trip them out. And I, I'm still learning. But thank you. Thank you. Thank you, Ricky. Thank you, Ricky Gervais. You broke Hollywood. You spoke the truth. You roasted people like yourself who are lefties, rich lefties from Hollywood. And I agree with you. I don't think they should make political speeches. I think they should thank their God, thank their manager, thank their fans, and get off the fucking stage, just like you said, Ricky. Thank you so much. You are the hero we need. And I hope that you're helping to end cancel culture, end this politically correct cancel culture so that when they find a 10 year old tweet i can't get a job today that's that's horse shit you know what our language was 10 years ago it's not so much like that anymore it's not tolerated anymore we shouldn't be held to today's standards for things that we said 
30 years ago, 40 years ago, 10 years ago, two days ago when the goalposts have been consistently moved, moved and moved. And Michelle Williams. Michelle Williams used her Golden Globe acceptance speech to champion abortion. Yay, abortion. Listen, abortion's bad all the way around. If you're a pro-choicer, I get it. Your body, I get it. But if you tell me that you're not ending a life, then you're sick. Then you really, you have a, a syndrome, uh, what is it, cognitive, cognitive, cognitive dissidence? Is that what it is? When you're detached from, it's a human baby. At conception and every second after that, you have a human baby living inside you. Now, I know abortion is legal. I wouldn't wish it on anyone. In fact, when a dog miscarries their own offspring, they mourn. All animals, all warm-blooded animals, I think, have something in them that when they lose their offspring... They mourn. They add meaning to it. I get it. Now, Michelle Williams, I get, hey, you want to kill your unborn baby? I'm fine with it. But here's here's why I fall, fall down on, on abortion. Am I looking to make it illegal? In a perfect world, abortions would be rare. <laughs> Beyond rare. We wouldn't be using abortions as birth control. And in my, if I was king, or if I was ultimate ruler you couldn't get one after six months if you can't figure out your own body and your own plan and the the death of your unborn child before six months old then you shouldn't be able to get one for any reason i mean any reason other than the the mother the hosts the host that's um carrying a parasite in them ridiculous Unless her life is at risk, there's no reason for you to abort that child after six months. Can we agree on that? Can we agree that if you don't get an abortion before six months that you shouldn't be able to get one? Like, please, I'm just looking for common ground. I don't have all the answers. Michelle Williams came up after Ricky Gervais said, you know what? Don't don't preach to us. You have no right. There's no good reason for you to tell us what to do down here. She didn't get the message, and she came out to shout your abortion. Do you Did you know that there's a shout your abortion hashtag? It's not trending now. This idea that abortion is good is where have we, what kind of society have we become where we look the other way of ending a child's life? Those That could have been a beautiful woman or a genius man. Or a genius woman and a beautiful man. Either way, I don't get it. Don't use your platform to come up here and tell us about how your social justice warrior ass is oppressed. Larry Fedoric, love you, man. He was fired from Bell Media at 610 CKTB uh, just a few weeks ago. Larry, um, thank you so much. Your third feature article that was published in the Star I thought was brilliant and hilarious. Larry uh, is a former stand-up comedian. He had some work in Hollywood for many years. He was doing that circuit. And in the Toronto Star, uh, this is called Will the Beeping 
Will the bleeping beeping ever bleeping stop? Will the bleeping beeping ever bleeping stop? It's about, uh, it's an article, and very much uh, kind of about, well, it's not about nothing. It's about things that beep and how many things beep in our life. And uh, I thought it was pretty good. Larry, I appreciate you. I'm sad to see that you're not on the station anymore. Uh, I wasn't a huge listener in the afternoon, but we miss you, man. And uh, hey, I've had many requests for you to come on the show. A few, maybe not many. A few for me is many. And uh, so I'd really appreciate the time. Larry, I don't want to sit here just to trash Bell Media or 610 CKDB. That's not it. I, I just like to get caught up on what you're up to and a little bit about uh, who you are. I mean, you've been on the radio for a long time. You've had me on your show. I've had you on my show. You know, one of the short period of time that I was there, I think it was about a year and a half. Larry, we love you. I'm, I'm hoping that you're doing all right. I, I know what it's like to get fired. Uh, I was fired as well from that same uh, outlet. And uh, it sucks, and we miss you. And um, thank you for all your service. And uh, I hope to have you on the show. We're going to do it uh, via Zoom call. Also coming up on the show, I'm working a couple directors for movies. One is called uh, Toxic Beauty. The fact that we are putting, we, I say we, uh, when I'm talking about women, uh, or anyone that uses mass amounts of lipstick and makeup, the makeup is toxic. It's straight heavy metals. You're putting it on your face. And so toxic beauty is about the cosmetic industry, as far as I can tell. And uh, I'm working the director of both. Uh, let's just see what I've got here. Uh, Toxic Beauty and Pass the Salt. These will be premiering soon. We have interviews scheduled with the directors, the writer and directors of both. Uh, Pass the Salt is actually narrated by um, The Nature of Things, David Suzuki. Um, so we are going to have the director of both. Let me see if I can get this here for you while I've got you on. Uh, Toxic Beauty is Phyllis Ellis. She is the director of Toxic Beauty, and Michael Michael McNamara is the director of Pass the Salt. So we will have a couple interviews coming up this week or next. They're about to premiere. They're just coming out soon. I have advanced copies. I have been watching them, and it's been pretty good. Um. We will have them on a Zoom call, so when they talk, we do it on a webcast. It records. When I talk, you see my face. When they talk, you see their face. We don't do split screens or anything like that. But Pass the Salt and Toxic Beauty, we're having uh, those two uh, directors on the show soon. Phyllis Ellis is the director of Toxic Beauty and Michael McNamara of Pass the Salt. Check that out soon. That's a little bit for today. I just wanted to get a shout out. Please continue to subscribe. Hit the notification bell. Comment below. Like, like, share, share. I appreciate and love you all. Peace out.